Thank you, sir. So we're continuing our series on the basics. We're just going through just one one off messages, keeping it short, keeping it sweet, keeping it simple. We did a basics, the gospel. We did a basics Sunday worship this morning. We're doing the basics and we're talking about faith. What is faith? How does it operate? We're going to pull it down out of the complicated and like this concept. We're just going to be real specific Real plain. I, all my messages when I prepare adults, this may disappoint you. I don't prepare my sermons for you. I prepare my sermons for the kids because I know if I can get them to the kids, then I know you're going to be okay as well. So, kids, I'm always aiming for you. You're the you're the the honored guests in the congregation. So we're going to start in Hebrews chapter 11. So if you're in the middle of your Bible, you're going to turn to the right. Get pretty close to the back there. You're going to go past Timothy, Titus, and eventually you're going to come across Hebrews. If you're in maps, you've gone too far. (laughs) Hebrews chapter 11 is where you're heading. Lots of teaching here about faith in chapter 10 and chapter 11, and we're going to kind of pop around to a couple of different verses, more than I usually do this morning in different books as well. You may not follow me for all of them, and that's okay. But chapter 11 of Hebrews, it's kind of known as the faith chapter. It's been called the Hall of Fame of Faith, similar to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 has been called the love chapter at times. So we've got a lot of teaching here about faith. And a lot of good examples about faith. So Hebrews chapter 11, while everybody's getting there, we're going to end up being in verses 1 through 3. It's on page 1717 in my Bible, if that helps you. Probably doesn't. So Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I'll read it again. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It's the conviction of things that aren't seen. Assurance of something that's hoped for. I hope for something. Hope is always for the future, right? I hope this. I hope that. It's always for the future. But faith changes hope into something different. Man, I hope this happens. Hope the weather's nice later today. There's all kinds of things I can hope for. Faith changes that hope, though. Faith makes it something different. Faith is assurance about hope. That's different. Hope is sometimes, if we're just hoping, I hope, and it's kind of like a 50-50 toss-up. And that's fine. That's just a natural hope that we use and we talk about all the time. I hope this happens. I hope this happens. I hope whatever. Hope the weather's great. I hope. That's fine. However, faith says I am assured of the thing that I'm hoping for. I'm absolutely certain of the thing that's coming. So as a family, we're taking a field trip to Washington, D.C. this week. And Hudson James, you're excited about the Washington, not the Washington Monument. You're excited about the Lincoln Memorial, right? Your favorite president. So Hudson is super excited to see the Lincoln Memorial. And Hudson has been hoping for it. He actually has faith that he's going to see it, though. He is assured in the thing he's hoping for. He's not just like... I hope I go to Tahiti someday. Well, me too. But I'm not certain that I will. I'm not absolutely sure that I will. Hope to. It'd be beautiful. It sounds amazing. But Hudson is certain. He's, he's assured of the thing that he's hoping for. Hudson is assured of the thing he's hoping for because he trusts in the integrity of the one who told him. That is the, dif- that is the distinction. 
his faith came from somewhere. His faith came from the one, or in, in this case, the ones, his daddy and his mommy. His faith came from trusting in the source. So that's where your faith comes from. Already you're making some connections, right? Faith comes from somebody. Faith comes from some knowledge. Faith comes from some information, but that information has a source. So those words come from someone in particular. Faith is what? What is faith? It's the assurance of things hoped for. A lot of times people interchange faith and hope, and they're not the same. I hope I go to heaven when I die. <laughs> what are you? Is that a coin toss? We don't want a coin toss for going to heaven when we die. We, we want assurance. I know I'm going to heaven when you die. When I die. I'm going to heaven when you die. I know I'm going to heaven when I die. Well, how do you know? Well, I have faith. Well, why though? You know, what, what, you can't just make up whatever you want. You can't just believe something because you want to believe it. That's not, I mean, you can, I guess technically that is faith, but it's empty faith. Um, the, your faith is only as strong as the source of your faith. So there's plenty of things that people believe. You can believe in any number of false gods that you want to, and you can actually hope for something from this false god, and you can actually live and act and, and take action. The problem is the source is weak. The source is flawed. The, the source doesn't have integrity to follow through on, on its promises. So unfortunately, people who are lost in other world religions, Hindus who have like 300 million different gods, and that each family can just pick one and they sacrifice and they build altars to them, these people have faith in these things. Unfortunately, that source is not reliable. That source is not real. That source is not King Jesus. So the word of God actually brings us faith. Faith is the assurance of something hoped for. I'm certain that I'm going to achieve nirvana. Well, they, they think they're certain, but they're, they're misinformed. They feel as though they're correct, but they're not correct. Well, how do you know, John Michael? Well, because the word of God is the final authority on all things. So God has directed and told us what's true. Faith is the assurance of something I've hoped for. I hope for that. We'll see. No, no, no. Not, not, not with faith. Faith is actually I'm assured. Well, how are you assured? Because of the source of the information. Because God's integrity is so solid. That is the foundation that I can build on. Faith is the conviction of things not seen. For by it, by faith, by it, the people of old, he's referencing a lot of the Old Testament patriarchs and their wives and the, the people of God, and he, and he gives the list here, the men and women. For, it by, for by faith, the people of old received their commendation, or another word for that is they received their testimony. They have a testimony. How? Because they stood in faith. Because they just trusted in God's word. It kind of sounds like they're getting credit. Like, look what they did. They're the heroes of faith. And you look at what they really did, and then they believed God. <laughs> like, they didn't say God is lying. And, and ultimately, that's what God expects us to do. God says, I speak, act like it's true, because it is. And we're like, oh, but I'm afraid because I see all these. Like, I speak, act like it's true, because it is. Yeah, but I, I know, I know. And this is your opportunity for a testimony. Because you saw one thing, but I want you to believe what I'm telling you because I can deal with all the things that you can see. Believe in the thing you can't see, and I can affect all the things that you do see so that you do see something different. Now, faith is the assurance of things that are hoped for. Faith is the conviction of things not seen. For by it, by faith, by having assurance of something they hoped for, by having conviction of something they couldn't see, they receive their testimonies. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen, this is so good, what is seen with our eyes right now 
was not made out of things that are visible. So when we're working, when we're building, when Grace is on the construction site, you know, she's building a house and it was made by things that were visible. It was made by blueprints. It was made by tools. It was made by people. We have a house and it came from things that were also physical and visible. Not so with the universe. So God has always operated through this principle of faith. This is not a new thing. This is the way the Lord has always created and done things. The physical universe that we face, that we live in, we live on one little planet in one little solar system in one enormous galaxy that's just one of infinite number of galaxies inside of this universe that's inside of God knows what. God himself, I suppose. I don't know how it all works. But this, is, this universe, this physical dimension and all the black holes and all the beauty and all the mystery and all the grandeur of it all, it was made by something not seen. It was made by the word of God. By faith, the universe was created so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So someone that we can't see said something that you can't see to make everything that we can see. It's just how he operates. Like, we just need to keep normalizing this principle because this is who he is. And this is how he expects his people to operate. So by faith, or because of their faith, these people received their testimonies. And then, of course, you should read chapter 11 on your own. Go through and just see, by faith, this person did this, this person did that, this person did this, this person did that. But God did all of it. What did they do? They believed God. They really believed God. They actually walked by faith. They had conviction that the source of these things was telling the truth. So a principle of faith is that things that are seen come from things that aren't seen. This is a principle of faith to remember for all of us. Brock, Hudson, uh, Shay, Madeline. The things that we see, this is the principle of faith. If you want to see something, it's going to have to come from something that you can't see when it comes to God. This is what faith looks like. This is how faith works. Yes, Hudson. Let daddy keep explaining it. Let me keep preaching. And then later, if you have a question, I'll answer, okay? Yeah. So we'll trust the Holy Spirit to keep bringing clarity to you. A principle of faith is that things that are seen come from things that aren't seen. So we're think, let's think about this in terms of a, a prayer request. You know, so we're praying about blank. We're praying about X. We want to see this manifestation. The final manifestation, we want to be something that one of our five senses can perceive, right? Like we're looking for physical manifestations from God. How do we get those physical manifestations from God? We have been trained inappropriately and taught that faith is hope. So we're taught to pray like this. God, please do X, Y, Z. He didn't do it. I guess it's not God's will. That is not praying in faith. That was, I don't even know what that was. I don't even, I think that was hope. But it wasn't hope in God. It was really just kind of like throwing something up and seeing what would stick as opposed to trusting in God in spite of me not seeing right away. And we see the patriarchs who get honored here, Abraham and Sarah primarily who come to mind, waited a long time. And they had to continue to walk by faith. But as they continued to walk by faith, they didn't just say, God, please bless us with a child. And then they went and did husband and wife stuff. And then they said, well, it didn't work. Sarah's not pregnant. I guess God doesn't want us to have a kid. Hang on. Hang on. How did you come to that conclusion? Well, because we don't have a kid yet. 
well, you're considering the natural circumstances. You're forgetting faith considers God's word and not the natural circumstances. So we're not in denial. We're not saying you have a kid. Yes, you do. Look at him. He's right there. Like, that's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. But we are saying, let God be found true and let every man be found a liar. Let God be found true and let my circumstances be found lying. Circumstances, you better line up. You don't make sense right now, circumstances, but I'm going to continue to stand in faith. That's a fight, isn't it? That's a fight, church, to stay in faith. Like, you make it sound so easy, J.M. Well, faith comes from somewhere, and thankfully it doesn't come from us mustering it up. Thankfully, there is a source, and he provides the faith. So faith is believing. Here's our simple definition. One of them, we'll use a few. Faith is believing and acting like God is telling the truth, no matter what our circumstances are telling us. Again, easy to define, more challenging to walk out when you're facing it. Hudson, sit. Easy to define, harder to walk out. Faith is believing and acting. Believing and acting. Believing and acting. Believing and acting. Say it with me. Believing and acting. Believing and acting. It's not one or the other. It's both and. So I've fallen in the rut at times of going, well, what, what would faith do? Well, if I believed, then I would act like this. And I focus on my action, but I actually am not even believing. I'm just like going through some sort of formula. Like, well, if I was in faith, I would do this. And I'm like faking it, but it's believing and acting. It's, I believe God, therefore, it's the, the action flows out of the belief. Now, can sometimes they work step by step? Is it, is it two legs? Yes, it's two legs. So I'm not trying to hop along on, I'm going to act like I believe God. Look at me, God, I believe you. Do you? No, but I'm trying. Well, well, God responds to that kind of prayer. And we see that in the word. Lord, would you draw near you know, the Lord, it's the little child up on the ledge. And Daddy's saying, jump, jump, jump. Ah, I'm scared. Jump. I got you. Daddy knows that Daddy's got the child. Mama knows that she's got the child, but the child's unsure. Why? The child is questioning the integrity, the parent's ability or the parent's willingness to catch him. I'm not sure. I'm not certain about the source. I know, I know you love me, but I, I doubt your capability or I doubt your willingness. That's what's happening with that little one. I'm not so sure. And what's the child say? Could you come closer? Parent comes a little closer. And in the same way, the Lord will draw near to us. So the Lord is not, um, the Lord does want to grow us. The Lord does want to stretch us. But the Lord says, I got you. And like, but the gap looks so far. Stop looking at the gap. Look at me. I said, I've got you. Trust this. Trust this. Trust it. Can you come a little closer? I'll come a little closer. I'll come a little closer. And the Lord will do the same for us. Lord, I believe Help my unbelief, as the father said to Jesus. He had the demon-possessed son. So this is what faith is. It is believing and acting. Believing and acting. Believing and acting. What do I do if I don't believe? Well, we have a way to get belief. We'll get to that in a few minutes. But I want to keep going here. So we're in Hebrews still, but now we're in chapter 10. Going back just a couple verses here to verse 38. But my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back... My soul has no pleasure in him. My righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. My righteous one shall live by faith. Is faith a one-off event that we're supposed to employ for a particular circumstance? That's not what, I'm, that's not what the word's teaching us here. And this is not what we see throughout the scripture. We're to walk by faith. Walking is an action, right? And we're to live by faith. Living by faith. This is the standard operating procedure. This is the 
This is the operating system that our whole computer is supposed to run on. So faith is not an app on the phone. Everybody, we got plenty of apps on the phone, right? You can just tap one. Faith is not one app that we're supposed to open from time to time. Faith is the Android operating system that runs everything else. The other apps can come and function within faith. But it's not, oh, I need faith right now. God calls us to live by faith all the time. What does that mean? Act like God is true. That's it. It's simple. Acting and believing, believing and acting like God's telling the truth no matter what. We've got a great opportunity right now. I've been tempted multiple times throughout this past week to have fear and worry regarding finances, regarding the economy, regarding gas prices, regarding food shortages, the world, the news, my news feed, my friends. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. I'm going. And I started to feel some panic. I started to feel some anxiety. How bad is this? Who's right? Who's wrong? Um, not whose fault is it because it's irrelevant to me at this point. It's just what do I need to do to prepare? Are we going to be okay? All these fears start rising up. All right, Joe Michael, you're looking at the circumstance. It's a very normal, natural temptation. However, you should believe that God is true. You should believe that God is telling the truth. Yeah, but believe God. Lord, would you draw near? He will. But he still wants me to believe and act like he's telling the truth. It doesn't mean that he won't give me some direction. doesn't mean that I'm not to uh, take any appropriate action. Abraham and Sarah, when they were praying for a child, they still had to do husband and wife stuff, right? They didn't just say, Lord, do it like you're going to do for the Virgin Mary. No, they had to make it happen in the natural. So, so there are times that things need to take place in the natural. But it is not a striving. It is not our plan B. Yeah. Faith doesn't have a plan B. Faith says... Lord, if you don't do it, it ain't going to be done. You have to make this happen, God. My righteous one shall live by faith. This is our way that we live. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So I have the ability to shrink back. And if I do that, if I shrink back in doubt, if I shrink back in fear, the Lord has no pleasure in me. So apparently I have an ability to have faith. We know this because Jesus rebukes people for not having faith, and he commends people for having faith. Jesus marvels at two things when he's on the earth. Marvels. He's blown away when somebody has faith, and he's blown away when somebody doesn't. He's like, where's your faith? This is the thing he rebukes you for, and this is the thing he goes, hey, everybody, that's what I'm talking about. That guy, y'all see this? This is, this is what I'm looking for. But he said, will the Son of Man find faith in the earth? That's what he was asking. That's what he was saying. Well, I find faith. Will you just believe me, children? Will you jump? No. Will you jump? No. Will you jump? Well, I find faith in the earth. Will anybody trust my integrity? And when we don't trust the integrity of God, his promises lie dormant and unfulfilled. Well, God won't catch me. You won't jump. There is no catching without jumping. Well, I just want to catch me first. How does that work? It doesn't. His promises are true. His promises are solid. His promises are reliable. But he wants this trust. This is what he requires. This is what he expects. Keep going back into chapter 11 now, verse 6. Chapter 11, verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. It is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to please God without faith. We're to live by faith, and it's impossible to please God without faith. 
So faith, we know, is not an event. It's not a one-time thing that we then put back into the garage when we're done using it. I'm convinced that we're a whole generation who's not seeing God move because we're not living by faith. Because, and I'm, and I'm also guilty of this, not living by this constant trust, but instead living like, ooh, I need that right now. Let me open that one app. Oh, Lord, for this moment, for this thing, this is a bad one. I'll solve everything else. Uh, we'll just kind of have your, the, the body of Christ in the earth. We'll just kind of limp along. We'll look like slightly better than the rest of the world. Um, but for big stuff, I'll come to you for sure. Like, I, I'm definitely going to need to walk by faith when it gets heavy. If it's too heavy for me to lift, instead of realizing everything's too heavy for me to lift. And I want to live by faith. I want to live by faith. And this requires a constant trust. So how do I get it? How do we get faith? Faith is believing and acting like God is telling the truth, no matter what the circumstances are telling us. We know that Jesus will rebuke me for not having it. So apparently I have the ability to have it to some degree. There's something there that I can do. It's not right. It'd be unjust for him to rebuke me for not having something that it's impossible for me to do anything about. So what do I do with this? Well, Romans 10, 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes from hearing God's word. Just like Hudson's faith for the Lincoln Memorial. It didn't just come from, he didn't, he wasn't just sitting around the past few weeks and he's like, I'm going to see the Lincoln Memorial in a few weeks. He could say that, but it's not going to happen. And they, oh, I'm assured. Well, you think you're assured, but you're not. There's, it's, your faith isn't in anything. You just yeah. made it up. Yeah. But when his parents said, hey, we're going to Washington, D.C., we're going to take a family field trip, he said, can we see the Lincoln Memorial? We said, yes. Now he has confidence. He got faith from the source that he needed it to. So he has faith for the thing that he hoped for, knowing that it will come. How do you and I get it? The same exact way. We have to go to the source. We have to go to our Father and be reassured. This is the importance, church, of reading your Bible. This is the importance of getting the Word of God into us so that this becomes more real to me than my newsfeed. So that when all my friends and family and the internet and the whole wide world is panicking and telling me about what gas is going to be by the end of the summer and, and I'm starting to question all these things and I'm starting to worry and wonder and well, look at this and look at that, those things are not greater than this. This is, so, this is already filling me, so the promises of God come, and I see those concerns, and I'm able to turn from those and go, hey, I see that. I believe that, that those things may happen, but I still can opt out by faith. Well, how's that going to work? That's not my responsibility. My job is the jumping. His job is the catching. This is where the things show up. He's the one who makes it seen. My faith, though, my faith, my believing and acting, my believing leads to acting. Right? We talked about that, the principle of faith. A principle of faith is that things that are seen come from things that aren't seen. My action comes from the fact that I already believe. I do believe, and therefore I behave in this particular way. Therefore, I'm not engaged in terrified conversations around the water cooler. What about, it's like, what about, what about, what about, what about, what about? And I'm able to genuinely encourage and genuinely pray for and genuinely say, hey, guys, can I pray for you and your family? Hey, can I encourage you with something? God is our Father. In my family, and he'll provide and protect us. And, and I want to tell you about him and his kingdom because there's plenty of abundance. His kingdom's not built around the American economy or the global economy or Ukraine or Biden or the gas or who knows what or who knows or, or, or Rona or anything else. God's kingdom is above it all, and Jesus rules and reigns over it all. So that has to come from somewhere, though. I can't just fake it. Where do I get that from? Faith comes from the word of God. Well, I need more faith. Okay, you can get it. You can have it. Believe God. 
believe the word of God. Well, I don't know if I do. Well, take that to the Lord. He understands that. You can take that to the Lord. He's kind. But don't, don't use, I don't know if I have it, as an excuse to totally turn from faith and say, I'm just going full natural. I'm just going full flesh. I'm going full plan B. Well, then you're still a child of God. You're still loved by God. Well, depending on what the subject matter is, I suppose. Um, regarding salvation, we, of course, we want to trust always. We want to always be trusting in the blood of Jesus. But for, for lesser things, you can act like the world. And you can struggle and strive like the world. However, God's people can be set apart. We see this in action uh, in the people of Goshen, the people, the Jewish people, when they're enslaved outside of Egypt. The Egyptians are experiencing all the plagues, all the turmoil, but God's people are spared. The people who are living and walking by faith. They put the blood, they, they believed God's word that if they put the blood of the lamb on their doorposts, that they would be spared. They believed and they acted. They, couldn't, they could do nothing to physically stop the death angel from coming in and killing them. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't be like, Mm-mm, not today. Me and Frank are going to hold the door. They couldn't do anything to stop that from happening physically. They believed, they acted, but the Lord did the work. This is, this is all faith is. It's not complicated. We're doing the basics. Faith is basic. So how do I get it? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith comes by putting the word of God into our hearts, into our minds. Faith is a gift from God. And the Bible says we have all received a measure of it. We've already received a measure. So we all get faith built in, automatic, no matter who you meet. I, I could say this to an, uh, to an auditorium, to a stadium full of atheists who say, I don't believe in God and I never have. Well, again, I believe God. <laughs> I have faith in God that you're incorrect. You're either deceived or you're deliberately lying. Those are the only two possibilities. How dare you? Well, I fear God more than I fear all of you. And he's way more scary, um, but thankfully he's also way more loving. But faith is given to us by a measure. But like most things, when the Lord gives you a measure, what's he want us to do? Multiply it. Multiply it. Hey, here's a seed. What will you do with it? Feed it. Cause it to flourish. Feed it. Feed it. Feed it. That's what we're doing this morning. Feeding our faith. So faith comes from the source Faith is believing it and then acting like it's true. I believe my daddy will catch me, and now I can jump off. I believe I'm going to see the Lincoln Memorial, so now I'm excited. You know, you tell a kid, we're going to Disneyland next week. What are they going to do? Are they going to be like, now, what if you've broken promises? If you've told them that many times before, fair enough. They're going to question the integrity. But we don't have to question the integrity of our father. But when we do question the integrity of our father, we will not see his promises. We will not. We see that in the scriptures as well. All the people in the not Hall of Fame of Faith. People who go by the name of Thomas, for example. That's a different, that's a different thing altogether. You can't expect the blessings of Abraham if you have the faith of Thomas. I won't believe it unless I see it. Then you won't see it. You're not going to see it. Thomas did in that example. By the sovereign will of God, Jesus still moved and still shows up to one of his 12 apostles. But that is the exception, not the rule. The Lord could do that. The Lord come, could come grab you off the ledge, but he has not owed us that. He doesn't owe us anything. And, and he gives us the principles of faith and he expects us, believe me, believe me, believe me. Thomas, you believe because you've seen. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Blessed is Salt Church, who's gonna show up a couple thousand years from now and they still believe, even though they haven't seen. Why do y'all believe that? Well, because the word of God. Why do you believe that? Because the Holy Spirit tells us he brings conviction. He brings assurance. 
How do you know the Bible's true? Well, because the Holy Spirit brings the conviction, because of the prophecies fulfilled, and because I have seen after I have believed many times. I have had many occasions of where I believed and I acted, and then I saw. I believe, I acted, and then I saw, because God is faithful. Faith is belief, because you trust who said it. And this this comes back into this point. We will not have faith if we don't have God's word consistently coming into us. We won't. We'll just go, I kind of got, got out of that. Well, of course you did. Duh. Hudson won't believe he's going to D.C. if nobody ever tells him he's going to D.C. It's not that complicated. But the gospel has power. There's actual power in the gospel for us to believe. The message, the word of God is enough. So we'll have a measure, but that measure will not be sufficient to do all that God wants us to do in life and in the world. Well, is that measure enough to save me? I hope so. Is that measure enough to do all these other heavy lifting and do all this other kingdom work? I, I think, like I said, we're a generation who's not living in the power of God. I think we're a generation who's like, ooh, emergency use only. Push the faith button. Break the glass. Eh, eh, eh. We need God to move. Lord, please, in this crisis moment, Lord's like, live by faith. Live by it, church. We would have long taken over the world for the glory of God, and the whole world would be blessed, walking in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It would have long been done if we, John Michael, would just be walking by faith, looking as faith as the automatic default, not the exception. Oh, no, it's the fire alarm time. So, if we have faith, let's make it specific here. If we have faith that the gospel is the power of God, which the word of God tells us, if I have faith in that, that the gospel is the power of God, we won't merely say that to ourselves. Oh, I believe that. The gospel is the power of God. We'll actually tell people the gospel. We'll share the gospel with lost people. Why? Because I actually believe. I believe the gospel is the power of God. Yeah, but this person seems like a hard case. Okay, so I don't believe the gospel is the power of God. I don't. No, I do. Where's the action to prove that? No, trust me, I believe it in my head. Well, congratulations, you can believe it in your head all you want, but it will never lead to anything that you can see and enjoy. It will never lead to that person receiving anything from it while you're going around believing it. You know, congratulations on believing it. You know, I mock politicians who, uh, they're against abortion for their full eight years in office or their full whatever, you know, they're, they're against it, I'm like, Glad that you're so against it. What did you do? How did you contribute? What was your priority? How did you oppose the murder of the unborn during your time? And all? Well, I, I'm against it. That's awesome. Well done. You know, instead of making this a primary issue, instead of being loud, instead of being consistent, instead of calling this the absolute bloodlust atrocity of our generation, the thing that makes America not everything that everybody thinks it is, and the thing that, that God has to show mercy on us on, which, by the way, Good things are happening. Good news is coming, it looks like. I'm praying. We're going to go to the Supreme Court. We're going to pray outside of the Supreme Court while we're there in D.C., praying for our Supreme Court justices that they will vote appropriately and return. Um, I'm getting off topic here. I don't want to keep going any further. But we're going to be praying for them as well, that they will vote in accordance with the will of God and the, the will of King Jesus, that lives will be spared. So if you believe the gospel, it will lead to action, not just, yep, I believe it. So when our circumstances tell us something different, we don't consider our circumstances because our faith is real and it's not just momentary. So again, it's simple. Here's how it works. God promises. God says the thing. We believe and act like God is telling the truth. 
and then he makes the delivery. When we don't live by faith, we're saying, God, you're a liar. And when we say, God, you're a liar, God does not awaken his promises and bring them into the physical dimension where we actually want them. We know he's real. He's, he created the physical dimension out of things that can't be seen. He's going to continue to create the physical dimension out of things that can't be seen. That's how he did it the first time. That's how he's going to continue to do it. He is the doer. He is the mover. He is the maker. He says, believe me. He started the whole thing, and now he says, now, children, here's what I want. Here's what I expect of you. I was like, he's got a whole other page? Got four more pages. Just kidding. So if we want something that the five senses can recognize, then we must believe and act like God has provided that answer before our five senses can recognize it. Just another simple way of putting it. We're doing the basics, right? If we want something our five senses can recognize, we must believe and act like God has provided that answer before the five senses can even recognize it. Simply because God has said it and we truly believe that it is as good as done when we realize that he said it. I mean, we should be people who come to the Bible and when we come across a promise of God, rather than being like, yeah, I've seen it one way, I've seen another, we should come across the Bible as like, that's an incredible treasure. That's an, like, wow, I was worried about this, but this just changed it. I was thinking this way, but totally, totally solved. Problem solved. What do you mean problem solved? This, that, uh, no, no, no. I'm not looking at the natural. I'm going to be like Abraham and Sarah, not considering my own body. Abraham believed God, and that's what pleased God. He believed God, and that's what pleased God. Abraham had a word from God, and then he goes around introducing himself. I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. Congratulations. How many kids do you have? Well, I don't have any yet. But I'm the father of many nations. Well, what does that mean? Well, God said so. So it's as good as done. It's as good as done. Well, I don't think I agree with you. You don't have to. I'm not putting my faith in you. I'm putting my faith in God. So like Abraham and Sarah, they believed God. Unfortunately, Thomas, he didn't. But the Lord was still merciful and gracious to him. And I'm closing now in James chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. I'll turn there. It's close, just a couple pages to the right. James chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. Uh, I'll go to verse 6, actually. So he's talking about when you pray, when you ask for something. Verse 5, let's keep going backwards here. If any of you lacks wisdom... What should I do if I lack wisdom? Let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. If you lack wisdom, what do you do? You ask God for it. Why? Because he gives generously to all without reproach. That is great news. That's like a, that is a diamond. That is a gem. Oh, what a, what a precious promise. And it will be given to him. Okay, that's it. Automatic. Well, hang on. James isn't finished. The Holy Spirit is not finished. But let him ask, what is it? In faith. Oh, I thought if it was just, hey, God, please, and then it just, boom, it would just fall down out of the tree like ripe fruit. No. He gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to you. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Oh, so I have a part to play? You do. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Let that person, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Ooh, disclaimer. Okay. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. James keeps getting it heavier and heavier and heavier. First, he's like, it's all going to be good. You're like, yes, the Lord will do it. Hang on. Make sure you believe and don't doubt. Don't be unstable. 
Otherwise, you're double-minded. You shouldn't think you receive anything from the Lord. So this is what we see that father with the demon-possessed boy when he comes to Jesus. He puts it all on Jesus is what he tries to do. Lord, your disciples couldn't cast out the demon. If you can do anything. Remember that story? Jesus is up on the mountain with his disciples. He comes down. The father has a demon-possessed son. They were unable to cast out the demon. And Jesus comes down and he goes, what's going on? He goes, your disciples, they couldn't cast the demon out of my son. He says, Lord, if you can do anything, please help. And Jesus says, stop. Jesus didn't say, yes, I can and I will consider it done. He says, if you can do anything, what do you hear right there? If? If King Jesus, no, no, no. Don't question my integrity. I'm God. I'm King Jesus. I made this place. I am the word made flesh. I make the physical out of the invisible. So Jesus flipped it right on him. Lord, if you can do anything, what do you mean if I can do anything? If you can believe, all things are possible for those who believe. Now, Jesus, don't you think you ought to be nicer to him? You can take that up with King Jesus if you want. But this father, we know how it ends, right? But Jesus showed him really quickly. How many times have I gone to God that same way? Lord, if you can, just do it. And I'm going to go cry. And I'll come back later and see what happened. Oh, he didn't do nothing. Okay. I don't know if the Lord loves me. No, Joe Michael, you're violating all the principles of faith. You didn't walk in any of them. That is not faith. That was, uh, like, it's not, it's not anything. It's you do it. He still has to do it. Make no doubt about it. I can't do it. The father couldn't get the demons out of the child. The disciples couldn't even get the demons out of the child. But the father was like, if, and Jesus said, no, no, if. Yeah, there's an if here, all right. If you can believe, all things are possible for those who believe in King Jesus. And the father's response, pitiful and irresistible. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And Jesus says, that I can work with. I can work with that. It's a mustard seed, right? And Jesus said, that's enough. That'll move a mountain. And of course, Jesus drives out the demons. King Jesus always wins. But he put it back on him. If I can do it, no, no, you're you're confused who the if is on. It's not on me. The if is with you. It's not to condemn the man. It's to bless the man, which is exactly what Jesus did. When God's integrity is challenged, his promises lie dormant and unfulfilled. But we want to be like that psalmist in Psalm 27. Now we're closed. Psalm 27, verse 13. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, which one came first? I believe that I shall look. I believe first, and then I will look. I believe, and then the five senses will get, to get involved. I believe that I will see. I believe. Well, if you believe, then there will also be action. So I'm believing and I'm acting. These are the two legs that carry our faith. Church, believe God and act. It's not just, oh, I believe. Well, your belief will always have action. Same thing is true if I go to the natural side into fear. I believe, so I'm going to go panic buy all the toilet paper. I believe the world is ending, and for some reason, toilet paper is the one thing I can't live without. So that's faith. I have faith in this word. I have faith in the news word. I have faith in the news feed. I have faith in the fear. I believe it. It's terrible. And I will act accordingly. I will act in crisis. I will be a chicken with my head cut off. And you can't stop me. Or I believe that I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Not the later day, 
but the now day. I believe I'll see it and receive it now. This is what faith is. This is the way the Lord operates, calls his people to operate. And this is a blessing. This is a blessing. This is good. This is another way that the Lord ensures that his people are humble. This is a way that the Lord ensures that the prideful cannot receive from him. The Lord opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. God, make us a humble people who love you, who trust you. Let us be the little child who leaps joyfully and freely and says, Daddy, it's all on you now. Help us to do our part, though, never to question your word, never to doubt your word. Make us a people of faith. Jesus, we want to be the, like the centurion, the one who came and he said, Lord, please heal my servant. Jesus, you said, all right, I'll go with you. And the centurion said, no, no, Lord, you don't have to come with me. You just speak the word and it will be done. He had such great faith. Jesus, you marveled at that faith. Lord, help us to be a people who live by faith, not emergency use only, not fire alarm faith, but day in, day out, receiving your promises, seeing the goodness, seeing the prayers answered because we're standing in spite of disagreeing circumstances. We trust in the one who told us. You said we're gonna see the Lincoln Memorial So we act as though it's true. It's as good as done because we love and trust and we know your integrity. You're faithful. You're not a liar. Forgive us, God, for acting like you are. We confess that sin right now of doubt and unbelief. God, we do believe. We do believe. That's what you call us, believers. We are believers and not doubters. Help us to keep growing and keep feeding our own faith with your word. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine down upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you great peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, everybody. I forgot to announce this during uh, our stories time. Brittany is very close.